Oye, you ready? Mm-hmm. Aquí estamos al 100. We're live on the Weirdos Only podcast today. We have the... ¿Cómo te llamas otra vez, güey? No, we have uh, Richard Villa, international Hello, comedian, um, you know, tours all over all over the, the U.S. And I mean, you even, you've even gone all over um, Latin America as well, right? Been yeah, the world, baby. Tra traveling with featured, the featured. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I remember you the were doing the going out to Middle East, in the Middle East. Está bien, está bien, ¿no? Yeah, um, so, I, dude, I, I think we met back in, like, 2012, man. That's, that's uh, yeah, like, 2012, I started doing comedy. You know, my, my comedy, my comedy debut was August 30th, the first time I did the, the Madhouse. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the, big, like, the, you know, big show where I promoted it and, you know, got people to go and shit like that. That was my, that was my comedy debut. I don't want to ask how it's going because okay. <laughs> about that. About I'll tell that. You, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, see what happened was no, it's que pues, you know, the business is good on this side. Okay, you know, you're 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 using the product right now. Exactly, bro. The international product, bro. Ahí está. It's, it's the best market ever. Yeah, exactly. So there's, you know, but okay. I thought I'm still funny. No, no, no. I'm busting your boss. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But you know what for decirte, yo te... no se me ha ido, güey. No. no Lo no. guapo no se me ha quitado tampoco. Carnal. Oh, eh, lo único que necesitamos es dinero. ¿Cómo, cómo, cómo? <laughs> oh, I, yesterday I went to TJ to pick up my cousin and I took an Uber back because there was a bunch of fucking línea and I was like, peace, fuck you guys. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm just going to take an Uber back home. And yeah. uh, I was in the I was in the lift or whatever in the Uber. El vato era de Monterrey, and he's all telling me that oh, I'm not trabajando. Y eran como las tres de la mañana, güey. I was like, Ugh. y me yeah. está diciendo, and he's all talking. Ah, oh, pues sabes qué, pues tiene que trabajar y que le tengo que mandar a la vieja, que sabe qué allá. And he's all, pues aquí estamos, nacimos pobres. Y le digo, qué pedo, güey, no me. Nacimos pobres, no me. Nacimos, no me... nacimos y oye, como en manada, güey. Ese eres tú, culero. Oye, yeah, y tú estás pobre, güey, yo estoy rico, güey. Yo aquí digo, ¿cómo, ¿cómo te dije? Aquí yo, yo tengo casa de Infonavit, güey. Yeah. Hey, bro, is this in English or in Spanish? I just don't want to fuck it up either. Tú dale, güey. Ah, bueno, ya, yeah, yeah, vale yeah. madre. No, imagínate como si estás en The Laugh Factory again. I'm just... It's, right, it's, it's just improvising. It's Spanglish, bro. This, you know, they. That's how you know what I mean. Like, I had, I had a, I don't know if I told you, I had a, a psychologist from Guadalajara. That that episode was fully in Spanish. Oh really? You know? That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, fully in Spanish. It was, a, I mean, my Spanish is good. I, th I think, you know, when I was out there, I, I, I passed, you know, like, uh, like as. As a, like as, a local? As a, as, to some extent. I was in Guadalajara, like this lady was like, mm, como que no eres de aquí, verdad? Le digo, oh, pues, ¿dónde parezco? Mm, como de Toluca. Grande, ¿no? cabrón. Sí, sabe la doña. Me ha visto en las revistas. <laughs> so, you know, so, I mean, just, I mean, so people, people really have an understanding of, of who you are, um, comedian. Um, we, we met, obviously, when I was doing, when I was doing stand-up comedy. Um, shit, how long have you been doing comedy now, bro? Is it 20 like, years. 20 years? 20 years? November 28, 2001. That's when I started. It's going to be 20 years in a few months. Oh, shit. I thought and so. Man. Look at this, bro. Work you until shut. you don't have to introduce yourself. 
I need yeah. to introduce myself <laughs> after 20 years. I introduced you. It's a podcast. I don't know who that voice is. No, no, no. But I, <laughs> people watching this are going to, who the fuck is that guy? Listen, I'm not there yet. I'm working. No, you know, you know what, dude? Um, yo, yo te hice famoso acá, at least with my, my fucking, my people, you know? Oh, yeah? Everybody, all of my people, they know. Like, I was like, you know, I tell you, hey, I was like, hey, I'm going to go, you know, hang out with Richard because, you know, I met up with you. And they're like, oh, Richard Villa, that fucker's funny, you know, because like, they remember, because he used to come to, you know, yeah, basically all house. my San Diego fans, they, they, they yeah. fucking became your fans just because, you know, yeah. yo te los pestaba, güey, you know, I was like, sí, sí. you know, you know, but, que se con ese culo. <laughs> yeah, you know, but yeah, they, they all, they all like, they all, oh, yeah, right, that cool. was funny, because I, I remember one time he called one of my homies, uh, Oscar de la Hoya, he never forgets that shit. <laughs> you look like Oscar de la Hoya. Hey, uh, we're all assholes sometimes. Yeah. So vamos, you know. So vamos, so vamos. A que nos digan chingadera y media. Yeah. So I mean, just so people learn a little bit more about about your background. I mean, I know that, uh, um, like you, when you initially started comedy, you you had a, a completely different different career, right? Well, yeah, I was a I was a mechanical engineer in Irvine. I was working for a company. We produce semiconducting machinery like uh, all the uh, cartridges stuff like that anything that with computer wafers we did the cartridges that held those computer wafers the silicone wafers the silicone uh, this so i did that in the beginning uh, as soon as i got out of college that was my first job in irvine and then i see the improv has an the irvine mic. improv the Irvine Improv oh, had an open mic. I'm not a fan of that one, though. Okay. <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't know why That's I was That's a there. rough one for you to start, though. Because that yes, one, yeah. But but it was an open mic. I went in there, and with all my buddies, all the Was it on, like, a Monday or? On a Wednesday night. Oh, okay. And uh, I remember having a great time. Did three minutes. They were laughing, but I was drunk and talking shit. You know what I mean? To your homies. To, to my homies and then yeah, the people yeah. that were there. So... It went okay. And I was like, this is fun. Then somebody else told me about Tortillas, another comedy club in El Monte, in Montebello. And I was like, oh, shit. So I went but there. But at this point, you had never thought about doing comedy? I, I've never thought about doing comedy. I mean, people have told me you should do comedy, but I was like, well, I don't even know where to start. Like, that's the yeah, whole problem. Like, oh, you're funny. You're funny. Like, yeah, I yeah, had to yeah. go to college, graduate, become an engineer, work in Irvine, and then run into a club called The Improv. Do you yeah. understand? Like, if I didn't that's go to how college. does it. No, how no, if I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> you understand? If I didn't go to college, would I even be a stand-up comedian? Because I would have no business in Irvine. And comedy wouldn't have been something that I would say, oh, I want to go see that show. Well, I so guess I, that's more like the butterfly effect, right? Like, if, yeah, if anything like else would have been different. Yeah. Anything else, I don't think. So I think that was important. I think uh, my journey had to be that I had to go to school in order for me to see that sign to say, hey, come on in. And this was at the age of 23, man. I'm 43 now. So it's a it's a lifetime. People have careers. People are retiring. No te pueden right ver, pero that's, no, that's, that's the, that's bien, güey. No. That's bien, yeah, no, pinche. That's 40, oh. Bien, bien mamado. <laughs> so, uh, looking back in these 20 years, I've had such an amazing time, bro. I cannot complain. And so, if, they say people life is full of uh experiences and i have so many yeah no yeah i i, <laughs> I remember one time i think it was when we were in san jose and we we did the improv out there and i think we were like in back of the room or something and then like we had gone out and i remember 
fucking you know, people were buying us drinks and we i mean it was a good show because it was a big show it was that big yeah. fucking theater and then like i think i asked you i think i asked you, like oh why'd you get into comedy or something and you were like did you not have fun tonight and i was like well there you go like you know what the, like you know it was just like, this is why you get into comedy because <laughs> you get paid to do something you love man so in these 20 years now with the cancer culture, now with all this bullshit that's going on, yeah, it, the, the things about being famous are no longer fun. Yeah. You understand? When you were famous, you can get away with murder. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Now, if you're famous, you're just a fucking target. I can't wait to get a Me Too on you. I can't wait to fucking for so you the to whole, hit me. So the whole reason you wanted to be famous is so you kill somebody and you're like, fuck, I can't do that. No, <laughs> but but there were there were certain privileges as a, yeah, as yeah, a famous yeah. Well, person. but I think it's because of the way it was structured because it was like you were so like omnipotent. You were like, Michael Jackson was this fucking, and now phenomenon. it's like. Phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, and now, now it's Michael, like. Yeah, yeah Michael Jackson guy on TikTok a, and shit. Like, you Michael know, he, Jackson needs a TikTok or a Facebook to even sell TikTok. But I think it cheapens it. It would it cheapens it now because there's like you're only famous for so long or whatever. And, and that you know, is who's, the, who's the next guy? And you know what? What's the what's the latest thing you've done? It's like that that Janet Jackson. Like you know what have you done for me lately? They're like you know exactly. you can't just make a sick ass album and then like be like I'm gonna tour this shit for ten years and then I'll make another yeah, one. Yeah, that that was Seinfeld era. That was in the '80s. That was in the '70s. You could do shit like that. Seinfeld stayed with the same fucking hour for years, but that's those days are gone. People yeah. now consume content so quickly, and the guy next to you is popping out an hour a year. So yeah, as a comedian in Mexico, they're popping an hour. Even if you're an opening mic, open mic guy, you have to have your hour written out. So what, what kind of quality are they getting? Though? Oh, it's garbage. But you, you get know? to do an hour every night. Do you understand the 10,000 hours? Every night? Every night as an open micer. As an open micer here, you get five minutes. But then again, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, because I'm just more it's the garbage. traditional. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm more I'm, the traditional, garbage. like for you to have... I think that it's, and and not, nothing. Obviously, it, it's it's a new system out there, right? Because it's the stand up yeah. is new out there. But yeah. I'm more like I, when I was doing it, I was very traditional. It's like, oh, you know, you gotta write, you gotta fucking, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta work out your fucking material. How much time did you have? How much time that I that I that I could do? Like, with, uh -huh. I could do a solid twenty when, but hey. I, but but usually my tightest was fifteen. Like okay. tight, I could fucking okay. kill it. You want to be a stand-up comedian your first night of opening up the show? You're going to do an hour. Put that money. Figure it out. Meaning, why do you think Mexican comedians sing and dance and do all <laughs> sorts of shit? Yeah. Because they had to carry an hour. The way it was divided, it was three hours. From seven to, to what eight. Is that? From eight to nine. From nine to ten. Do they lock the fucking door so people can't leave? Or no, the there's three hours of fucking comedy, bro. You're going to get three hours of comedy, and each comedian does an hour. Now, when it's they're live touring, comedy. Live comedy. When they're okay. touring on their own, they're expected to do an hour and a half to two hours of material on stage. That's how long they want the shows. Is that because of the like the traditional fucking teatros and shit? And the, the, that, the, and that and also the, the consumption. People will keep drinking. Oh. The longer I keep you here, the more you're gonna drink. The more you're I used drinking. to always tell people to eat the chicken strips at the improv. I'm like, hey, yeah, they're hey. good. Yeah, they're good. They're yeah, good. I eat them. I eat them. Improv. Well, I eat them and look at me. Give <laughs> me. I'm like killing it. <laughs> hey, so this is the first year you missed the Olympics. You didn't, yeah. I know. First year. <laughs> 
But yeah, that's that's Mexico, bro. You have to do an hour, even if you suck. Wow. So that's pretty good. That's... I should have gone to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, bro. But they can't do it in English. That's yeah, the thing well, is, yeah. you know, so I can go there and do a Spanish set. They can't come over here and do an English set. Yeah. That's really far for them. <laughs> yeah, because they're only going to get five fucking minutes. See, I well, go yeah, to Mexico, I get yeah, to do an yeah, hour. Yeah, and they're used to that that dynamic, right, of like, oh, well, I got fucking all the time in the world. Like, que onda, como andamos? Oh, you, uh, get the you light, bro. You got the light. Minutes. You got the, the light already. Out. Yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah, after your first song, get the fuck. I didn't Dude, get the jokes. Too bad. Get the fuck out. I, I think. I think the way that. I mean, I'm not trying to say like I was. I was like doing. I think the way that I was doing it, I was able to learn more. Like when we were producing shows and I was yeah. you know, getting people to come because I would go to some of those rooms too in Hollywood and shit or North Hollywood. I was little fucking work rooms and open mics. Uh-huh. I went to like a handful of them. I stopped going to them, dude, because it was other comedians bitching that nobody was listening. Yet when they would get off stage, they wouldn't fucking listen or pay attention and just be talking. And then, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, how the fuck am I working what? out comedy here with all exactly. these guys that I already fucking know and all this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it's tough. That's why I went and did my own rooms. Why yeah, you, you go do these room? fucking bars or these, you know, fucking. What was that? What was that room that uh, that Dylan used to do or that they had? Uh, it was on on an Imperial. It was a little bar. Oh, uh, the scoreboard. Yeah, score because he worked there. His girl worked there. Or something. No? Yeah, 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 yeah. The scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that one was chill because you, every, you know, the the cholos would talk to you and it was like you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, some yeah. of the guys would tell me, like, hey, man, like, why don't you just do, like, you did your set at the improv. I'm like, fuck that. Like, it's fucking sport. Like, you know, like, why? Yeah. Like, I'm going to try to work something out. Like, try to work out this new joke, you know? Yeah. Yeah. At least for me, I, I, I was always trying to get well, new shit. Or... And, then, and then the thing is, in Mexico, too, is you're done with that hour. You did it. All right. Oh, you can't use it, it no more? No, 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 no. We're done. We're done. That but hour they, is done. But that's how it works here if you're, like, uh like a good comedian like if you're if, every every year if you're louis every... ck you gotta fuck you put out a special you can't do that okay did, did louis ck put out a special every year yeah does he every year not anymore because he got caught jacking off but that was different no but that was different bro <laughs> he should have kept doing it so not, not, not what other comic does it every year not every... even gabriel iglesias no, no, year. but every year Louis got a good solid like he had a good run until he got me too. Yes. But I'm just saying he was one of the guys that could do it every year consistently. Yes. I know Bill Burr has a few a few Why and- why are we having this conversation? It should be every comic should be able to produce an hour every year. Well, like there's a difference of like having having the content to do an hour and there's a difference of actually being able to put it out, right? Yeah, but but why couldn't you put it out? Why why does it take more than a year for you to make shit funny? No, I'm I mean, saying I'm not asking I'm you saying... to tape it in the beginning. Meaning, start start January with your hour, and then by by December, I want to see that hour. Yeah, it's not asking a lot, bro. You're you're defending it like I'm asking you. No, I'm not defending it. it. What I'm saying is in the sense of like like uh uh just resources like where are you gonna put this hour out if you're fucking joe schmo i get what you're saying yeah why no, don't you work out fucking I, content i like, understand i understand i i see what you're saying now is yeah if you're a headliner you'll have many shows to work it out because you'll have audiences and that's what works in mexico because they have a full hour yeah they have a full hour to work it out on monday they have a full hour to work it out on tuesday they have a full hour to work it out on 
So yeah. of course, it's like you working your five fucking minutes. But it, yeah, exactly. Minutes. But it, yeah. but that's because the the like for and especially for the longest, the whole the whole standard here was get your get a strong fucking five for Carson or for fucking Leno, and you know what I mean. That was the and whole, they worked like, work the comedy. rest later. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like you just need to get you just need to get fucking you know Conan yeah. to fucking invite you on the couch and shit like that, and you're yeah. good to go. Well, listen, listen. Uh, and listen, you shouldn't even do an hour because I'm lying. If you, for some reason, make a video uh, that goes viral, you'll be able to fucking put whatever the fuck together and people are going to buy a ticket and they're going to go see you and then just say the catchphrase that you're you're about. You know waka, I mean? waka waka. Waka waka. If, if you are famous for putting your finger up your ass, bro, just close with that. Hey, bro, okay. this is going to... Hey, don't tell people what I'm famous for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true, right? Like, and like, I had somebody hit me up for some, like, they were like, oh, hey, like, do you have hookups at the Laugh Factory and this and that? And I was like, I don't have hookups at any comedy clubs. And, and even back when, you know, I was doing comedy, it was always more like, oh, well, I know the guy or I know somebody that is on the show that I could, you know, connect you with them. But the comedy club usually doesn't hook it up. They, they're usually like, hey, sell more tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, it's just YouTube guy. And I was like, I don't fucking know who that is. I was like, you know, I was like, I'm not supporting the YouTube guys. That was yeah. something that was coming up when, when, when the back in like 2012, that was like, there was like one or two guys that had some YouTube video or. Yeah. Or now everybody, everybody, if you don't have one, you're, you're fucking up. If you don't have something that you, you know, yep. Yep. it's different though. I, I don't know. I think it's a different style. You know yeah. what I mean? There's not, you can't show up. You can't show up to, to, to uh for a guy like that and just and like just hear him speak he has to do like it's his characters or his thing like oh he's know? gonna give you the bread and butter bro he's gonna give you the waka waka do you yeah. understand and it's okay bro because we're in this era so this is what i'm saying is 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 when it comes to fame so what is fame bro at the end of the day you're just a target for the next youtuber that's gonna catch you doing something yeah it's gonna make him famous or yeah. her famous and then bam and then he somebody will fuck him up to become famous and it's bro i think being anonymous being secluded you get to see what i want you to see yeah. and you'll get it the spurs where i feel that i want to give it to you it's gonna be better than just fucking throwing up all this shit i think people are gonna get tired because it's gonna get too fake it's gonna yeah, get but too I, I think you do need like but i think it goes back to your same concept of like put out an hour it's the same concept as like basically what I'm doing here. I have to continue to do it, right? Because it's just yes. not like, hey, like this is fucking episode 40 of Weirdos Only. It's just like, well, hey, guys, there's 40 fucking episodes. Like, let me know when you guys listen to all of them and then I'll make another 40. No, you just, you gotta, you gotta keep moving and you gotta keep this same, it's the same concept with comedy, right? Like you're saying, keep trying shit out, keep talking to more people. You're gonna get better at it, you know? Although there's guys that have been doing that shit for so fucking long, Welcome you're like, to the club. how the fuck do you not get better? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. how, how did you get worse? <laughs> and this know? is the thing. I can tell you this. Uh, I've gotten way better. Like, I get off stage going, oh, no, I know who I am. Like, it's, yeah. it's weird. Like, my material, the way I deliver it, the way I'm connecting with my audience, I know who I am. Like, it's weird. The audience feeds on it and go, yep, you're dope. Yeah, I said, I know that lack of confidence is gone for me when yeah. I used to have it. When I first met you, I still had a little bit of it. So there was moments where I didn't, I didn't feel I was giving it my all. Now, 
I am enjoying every moment of it. And yeah. I also get to do what I want to do and say what I want to do. And I do it with such confidence because I believe in it. Like I believe in yeah. it. <clears throat> no. And I remember, I remember like, obviously for motivation, you would talk shit to me and be like, of course. If, if you don't do that fucking joke, I'm going to do it. Yes. And I'm like, fuck you. That's my joke. You're like, that's a good joke. He's like, but if you're not going to do it, then I'll do it. You're you know, bitch. you know, and then it's like, basically like you said, is having faith in your material and I, I, and I remember when, like, I was trying to do jokes for the audience. And it's, it's the same concept with these YouTubers or whatever. They're trying to do, like, what should I do for you? Like, yes. what, do, what do these people want to hear? And, yes, there's a difference of, like, let me work out what I want to do and then, and then, and then you know, fine-tune that to, to make people laugh. But it's got to be authentically me from, coming from me. And when I stopped giving a shit less, I got better. Yes. Which, you know what I mean? To some, well, I guess when I stopped giving a shit what they thought and more of like, hey, I want to tell you what I think and why I think it and what, what my fucking opinion is and, mm -hmm. you know, and my spin on it or whatever, my funny spin on whatever the fuck I'm going to talk about, you know? Yeah. But that, that's the thing. At the end of the day, I think we get caught up in, in likes and views. And, like, yeah. of course, it's, it's the guy with the lowest social media, right? But... It's because I really don't give a fuck if you like me. Meaning, when you get to the show, you already paid. I, my job at that point is just to deliver a fucking phenomenal show. Yeah. I had shows where people go, who the fuck was that? Oh, my God, I want to talk to him, and I'm gone. And people have told me, hey, bro, people are looking for you. I'm gone. They wanted a show. They got a show. That's it. I don't yeah. want to talk to them. I, I I don't know, bro. It's it's just one of those. Oh, you you're not you're not doing the smoothing after the show no more. Nah, bro. I'm done. I'm done. Meaning you like me, I'm gonna give you my show, and I'm being upfront, bro, because I'm I'm 20 years into this. Yeah. And I'm happy, and I'm making enough money. So, do I want to sell out to get make more money? No, I make enough money. People that are going, then fuck you. I'm not gonna go to your show. Guess what, bro? You're not the one that makes the money. <laughs> Meaning, I already have fans that will pay for that money. I don't need you. You were not a fan. You understand? Yeah. If I could stay here and cruise here. And I'm not saying I'm giving up, bro. Meaning there's opportunities. You're going to take all these opportunities. But I'm tired of catering to the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that understand? That was exactly what I was saying. Right? I have an art form, and this is my art form. And if you want me to fucking juggle shit and show you my puppies at home for you to like me, then fuck you. Because I don't want to do that. And you shouldn't even want that. Why the fuck? Live your fucking life. Don't live yeah. vicariously through me. Go live your fucking life. And let me tell you how tough mine is so you can feel a little bit better. And that's it. <laughs> that's all, yeah. bro. That's I, what I, this is supposed to be about. <laughs> I remember when I was younger, I used to, um, like, I used to watch Comedy Central or whatever. And I used to, like, listen to, I mean, like, like George Lopez. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, you know, I was like fucking 12 or 15. I was like, this guy's fucking hilarious. And then I would see, like, Bill Burr, right? Like, his half an hour. Like later on at night, it was like on at midnight or it was late. And I'm like, this guy's always bitching. Like, what the fuck? He's so angry. And then I got older and I was like, this guy's onto something. This guy, this guy, Bill now, Burr, he knows what he's talking about. That George Lopez guy, yeah, he's just saying little jokes. He's talking, mm -hmm. making voices. Bill Burr, he's onto something because he's angry. Now I got older. I'm like, so he's got it, problems, it, like he's saying. <laughs> exactly. And then you don't have to cater to that audience. George Lopez knew, hey, I'm going to cater to this audience. And it entertained us. Yeah, when I was I'm younger, I yes. fucking loved it. You know, I was yes. like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. Though. Doo, doo, doo. And you're like, oh, shit, that's funny. But then as I got older, now we I'm like, matured. hey, I like this other guy. You know, I like this. Yes. 
we started realizing that we were the taxpayers. We started realizing we were their homeowners. We started realizing we are the guys purchasing those vehicles and, and opening up these loans and get, using these credit cards and shopping. So we're like, fuck, this affects me. So when Bill Bird spoke, you were like, God damn, finally, somebody is saying it out loud. That's all I need. And it gives me comfort. And then George Lopez became a cartoon. Yeah. Does that make sense? But but I think I'll watch but, it, but it's like But ah, I think bro. it's it's uh you know, it's it's I'm not the audience anymore, but there is other people that are fitting the audience, you, you know. know what they both have in common? They both stay true to who they are. Yeah. George knows that he wants to talk about like 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 that and he doesn't want to get serious. I don't want to get political. There's some people who want to get political. Bill Burr wants to talk about his personal life and go fucking bananas. That's good. Yeah. But that's his personal view. And then people just gravitate. That lets you know that your fans will find you. Stop yeah. looking for your fans. Take care of the ones you do have. Because believe it or not, there's a person watching this podcast that's your fan. And you, by downplaying this podcast, are making him feel bad. Yeah. Because he's a big fan. And now you're going, yeah, well, this shitty podcast. No, bro, this is a fucking great podcast because that's the best for him. Oh, so yeah, there is it. a market. Whoever's watching this is going, bro, he's right. I'm I'm hearing you, Ed, because I think you're entertaining. You're a good interviewer. But you need to respect that audience that goes, thank you, Ed, for putting on this show. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, that's, a, that's and we a don't good. And we don't think that way, right? You, I don't think you ever thought of your fans, have you? I, I mean, I think that it, especially in the first couple of years, it was more of just like me trying to survive and trying to like just like figure shit out. I wasn't really thinking of like my fans. And that's what I'm saying. Even like the first year was like I, I wasn't there was there was nothing like I was I was just what do they want to hear? What do, oh, maybe I should say titties. Yeah, titties is a show funny my word. Dick? Should I yeah, show yeah. my dick? Titties is a really funny word. I was like, oh, Tigo bitties. Oh, yeah, yeah. OK, I'm on to something. But yeah. then after it's like. What the fuck am I am I talking about? I remember going back on some of my material. I'm like, what the fuck was I like? You know, I'm pretty sure every comedian ever went back on like initial shit that they wrote. And you're like, oh man, this is terrible. Of, you know, of course, <laughs> but 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 this applies to your podcast also, bro. Meaning, they're listeners right now, and yeah. like anything else, they're gonna listen to this podcast. They're fans, so we never downplay these projects. I think we yeah. do that a lot. But I think if you respect your fans and take care of them, make sure yeah. that they know that you're genuine and, and transparent. And that's going to be refreshing, bro, especially in a life where, ah, come on, everybody can't be happy on Instagram. Not everybody. Yeah, going, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so when you see somebody that's transparent and you go, ah, oh, finally, somebody with real boss to say the real shit that nobody wants to say. And, and that was, and that was the whole, the whole reason, right, be, behind starting this because, I mean, obviously, I've been, you know, in entertainment in one form or another for over a decade now because I was, you know, I yeah. did acting, all that shit. Um, and now I'm doing this, but even before, even when I stopped comedy, even when I was doing comedy, I was like, I want to start a podcast. I was like, I always kind of like, I want to start a podcast. I want to start a podcast. And it's the same concept of what you were saying with the Irvine stuff and being an engineer that I think everything, when I started this, everything aligned and everything was like, you know what? I'm going to do it about this. I'm going to do it about mental health. I'm going to do it, you know, to focus on, on Latinos and, and, you know, and, you know, males and whatever, you know, males, I think. It's, it's it's Latinos and Latinas and, and women, but I think a lot of it's also geared towards males, right? Because we have that fucking trouble of like, oh, pues just man up, like don't don't talk about it, and, you know. 
you're good. Like, andale, andale, andale. No seas pendejo. It's just like you're, you're, you're wired like that to not talk about your shit, right? To not. Yeah. To, and so that's kind of where they started. And I was like, fuck it. I'm that guy. I know that I'm that guy that I'm, I'm going to like, hey, man, like, I don't feel good. Or, you know, I'm kind of tripping on this or whatever. And I express myself more than your average guy. And I was like, oh. I could try to hide that and try to be like, oh, I don't care. I don't care what people think. And just, or just be like, hey, sometimes I fucking care. And then slowly that shit starts going away because now I'm like, hey, I've, I've shown you my, like, my, my, my weaknesses and I'm, not, I'm still here. I'm still, I'm still moving. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where having, having something more to do with and having this be a bigger tool for people as well. Um, and just one, one last point that I wanted to make is because I don't know if I told you before is um, I started a charity um, here in, in San Diego and I help the people in National City and I feed families. And so I want to use the podcast now as a vehicle to continue to get that going. So if anybody wants to donate, everybody wants to get involved, link is in, mm. in the bio. Um, and mm. that, that's kind of where like it's a bigger it's a bigger thing than just like, hey, listen to me talk to, to people and interview people. Uh -huh. You know, well, listen, radio is dead. So people are going to reach out to podcasting. You understand? Because they want their content now. And sometimes they're tired of listening to the same top 40 shit that you're going to be hearing on fucking Kiss FM. <laughs> so you know what? I'm in the drive. I want to see somebody that makes me feel better about myself. Let me hear this. Let me see this motivational shit. Whatever it is, but people now have access to that. You're you, providing content. You know what's funny is that we, I, I know you did it too. We we what? done like the the radio skits or yes. you know <laughs> yes. being on there doing yeah. all the different ones. And like I remember, I remember I did I did a I did one where I was like two different people and I was both of them and they just recorded me like. <laughs> I did exactly. like a, I did a commercial for like tobacco. Like, why are you smoking? Eh, homie, you always smoking. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fuck, I gotta survive. <laughs> Bro, how much they pay you for that? Oh, that one. That one was like they pay you something like fifty bucks, right? 50 it was, bucks yeah, it was like fifty or a hundred. I think that one was yeah. like one fifty because I did. I was like, hey, I could do all three. I'll do different voices. And he's like, no, you can't. I was like, fucking watch me, fool. And I did, uh, I did three voices, and then he's like, oh, shit, well, I'll pay you for the three rolls. You know? I thought. Saved money. I, you know? I, did a, I did a dating show on BET. I was, a, well, I, was an, I, was a, I was an extra, and they popped me in all sick. It never aired, but it was, you know? Hey, like, hey, you were in, and you got paid. I was there. Like, it wasn't real, by the way, so those dating shows yeah. are fucking lies, just so you guys know. <laughs> I think everybody knows, and that's the whole beauty of this, bro. I think people are going to get tired of the fakeness because we're so raw now because everybody goes live meaning there's such a connection with all your artists yeah i think the next step is who is very talented but yet nobody can reach yeah and i think and it becomes a phenomenon it becomes a exactly. type of status you, it just gives you the control though you know like yes. like you're gonna say hey i have this podcast but yet i still have a private life and i still i i decide what i put out there and there's some people that feel that they need it fucking hey, this is my mom and this is my, mm -hmm. fuck that like stay away from my mom this fucking, yeah. you know leave her alone but this is another thing too is i can release a special every year if i want and fans will just catch on by the time I'm done with my next 20 years, yeah. there's a library of fucking 20 hours. Going like and this motherfucker did 20 exactly. hours. That has value. Where do we sell this? Yeah. It's content. Content is key. No, and, and you never know because, I mean, I guess it would suck, but like, si te vas y ya te, te llevan, estás para el otro lado, 
And then, like, out of nowhere, I'm like, yo, have you listened to this shit? Like, a TikTok, and it just a TikTok up, from like, that video then says there's 20 hours of this motherfucker. What? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And it's fucking really? make a movie about this guy. That's no. it. How does he fucking put 20 hours together in the last 20 years? You know what I mean? And it's all recorded. And it's all high def. And we can all use it. And this is fucking great. It's content. And everybody's in love with this guy. What happened? That's it, bro. And so... And your kids get to see it too. They're like, "Hey, fuck! That was my dad. Like my dad was, you know, my, yeah. dad, was, my dad was on weirdos only. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I mean, shit. You, <laughs> you can literally, literally just record your special on a phone every fucking year, and that's it. That's so another the, thing too. Yeah. The technology. I, at first, bro. I was like, I need to have this, and I know you have I me. Mean, you have the nice studio. You got the, you know what I mean. But you didn't always have it, right? It's just like right. it's they just they like, you gotta, really, you gotta start mm. somewhere, Ida. Oh, oh. international. Yeah, is yeah, that Pitbull recording a song Pitbull. back there? That's right, yeah. baby. <laughs> Dale. Dale. <laughs> tu sabes. Tu sabes. And let, me, let me do that one more time. Let me do it. That's what you need. Mm-hmm. You need to start getting... I, oh, hey, remember when um, uh, uh, we did the... What was it? The, oh, the, the, the Love It. You had the fucking... You had the fucking banda there. Yeah, bro, I did a lot of crazy shit. <laughs> but people showed up. Are you, I mean, and I say this and every, and you know, I, whatever. I, I say this with, uh, you know, with, um, with, with a good kind, not kind heart, but like in a good way. I think, are, are, are you like the most, the most paisa comic in LA? Because uh, I know there's guys that are maybe more like, more like, you know, they, they have an accent and everything, but like, you embrace the vice on this, you know, like a lot of oh, them, no, a yeah. lot of them, they, they either, they either go super, um, uh, like, a stereotypical, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or they just go like, try to like, ah, Hold yeah, on. like so it's my wife. Hello. Oh, good. Right. So back then, so, so basically, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there's a difference of the people that are like, oh man, this guy, this guy's this guy, he hasn't been here long. Paisa, I don't think people know what paisa is. Paisa, I mean, at least to me, paisa means like, and I, I think it like a, like I said, as a, as a good thing, as like, hey, you're, you're, you're embracing the, the culture because there's guys that are Mexican, they're like, yeah, bro, I like the Dodgers, and then yeah, I live in Encino. I'm like, yeah, bro, like you're Mexican, yeah, your parents are Mexican, but this fool over here, he fucking, he knows who Amado is and fucking this up and comer. He Gerardo Ortiz, you know who Gerardo Ortiz was before anybody else knew who Gerardo Ortiz was. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. you, so, you, so, okay, yes, yes. Like, you, now, like, you're embracing the culture and you're, you know, like. And I love Mexico, bro. I love botas Mexico. And, a yeah. We're in a Tejana, Mexican music. The accordion just fucking resonates in my heart. The tuba is just fucking beats in my heart. But, but, but. Get that checked but, out. But I'll tell you this, Mexico doesn't love me back and Mexico doesn't love itself. And it's hard to say this, bro. It, it is the reason your people leave Mexico and come to the United States because Mexico is hard, man. How could you still be a third world country when you're next to a first world country? Yeah. And, and I love my people, bro. I love the Mexican culture, but I hate the politics and I hate the situation where Mexico's at. And sometimes when I go to Mexico, Mexicans will go, oh, I'm Mexican. You're not Mexican. I'm Mexican. I'm like, dude, get off your high horse. You're still on a third world country. 
We have a bigger problem here than your ego. Yeah, it but some of these fucking, people are very fucking elite people in Mexico because of the income like discrepancy. Yes, like but yeah. but for you to use my nationalities to put me down, to go fuck you, I'm Mexican. You're not Mexican. But aquí yes. se la pasan. Aquí se but, la pasan. I was exactly. just at the, at the mall, and you see these people clearly from fucking Mexico City. Oh, yes. well, we got to go to Nordstrom Rack and fucking Bloomingdale's outlet. But don't treat me like shit. Do you understand? You just said it. You're the most paisa, bro. You're the one that carries that like a dagger. Like the Mexican flag is here. But I'm still telling you because you said it. That's because what well, that's what I portray. I always want to promote Mexico, but Mexico needs to understand when I go there, motherfuckers, you can say, oh, you're a pocho. And if you do, then I, it's you understand. That's why I'm putting up my line and going, okay, yeah. I'm a pocho, then I'm a pocho. Then know that there are two differences, bro. I mean, we have great intelligent people on both sides of the border, but do you understand? You're still a third world country. Yeah, and there's so there's me, there's like, shitty there's shitty fucking places, and there's people that are so struggling to a fucking crazy extent you know you're like man like how do these people make it out here you know exactly with just the, the minimum wage out there is horrendous so worry about that before you criticize latinos that come back into your country because we get a lot of that too bro and nobody talks about it let me tell you what nobody gives a shit about it but it, it does I'm feel gonna, a little like i'm a little I'm, tired of it i'm gonna flip i'm gonna flip it and it, well i'm gonna flip it but it, to some extent because my buddy told me this shit because he because you know people always shit on mexico too right they say Oh, yeah. you go over there, you're going to get fucking jacked and, and get, you know, this and that's going to happen to you. They're going to kill you and this and that. And then my buddy's like, I've been in L.A. He's like, I was more afraid to get shot in L.A. than I was in Guadalajara, like, you know, in certain areas or whatever. And he's like, and another thing people don't talk about, he's like, is the three million fucking, he's like, no, I think like eight million, three million, millions of fucking Americans that illegally live in Mexico because they can't retire here. Yeah. You know, they don't talk about that shit. Like, all those, no. they're like, oh, fuck, I got only get, like, two grand a month. I'm going to go live in fucking, you know, in, in, in Tonalá, yeah. Rosarito. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, we do. You know why? Because Mexico's still a third world country. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're going where the best market's at, but, but you're not bitching going there. about them coming here. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yo, no, I, I get it. But those retirees, are not selling drugs, are not committing crimes. <laughs> they're buying them, but they're buying them from the pharmacies. Yeah. You understand? What you're getting is an adult that just wants to live his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are bringing in fucked up people, bro, ready to fuck it up. You know what I mean? Not all of them, but the same thing my ex-wife used to say as a Border Patrol agent, she would tell me, listen, the perception that you guys have of illegal immigrants is the indigenous mom with her baby trying to make a life for herself. What the reality is, is these guys are packing bags of marijuana or cocaine, and they're already in cahoots with the cartel that's going to yeah. get them all the way to the U.S. This is literally what we're stopping is illegal immigration and also tons of cocaine and marijuana and heroin coming through our country. That's what we're stopping. But all they see is 
the they're not doing the mom with the they're baby. not doing dick me quitan mi pinches papitas you know oh <laughs> you, you got too much tequila ah que chingada madre I'm going to fucking it's my it's my kid's second birthday <laughs> I need tequila you know but, <laughs> Ahora, imagine if the border wasn't there. Imagine if the border wasn't there. You are you an American or a Mexican? I'm I'm American. So I, mean, I was born here. Okay, which, are, do you agree we should eliminate the border? No, I got a fucking fence on my house. <laughs> I got to keep my shit safe. But I mean, I'm not, obviously it's not a, it's not a linear, like it's not a black and white fucking answer on like, oh, how we should deal with it. And I think that one thing a lot of people don't really realize is that we don't really have a big fucking immigration problem here. There's always going to be the people that get pissed. But if you go to fucking Europe, man, like Germany and all, they opened up the borders and they did. They said, hey, we know it's fucked up in Africa and over here and like, come on through and then people said all right <laughs> and they fucking went but i guess one of the things that's happening over there is you know they hear they call it the melting pot over there a lot of people aren't melting they're like fuck you we're gonna be our you know our, the way we are and this that was like, well you're at a different place now you have to kind of assimilate to some of the customs here you can't so just be they, like, they literally, you know like yeah so in europe what's going on is now they've settled and then they said no this is pakistani now this he says, no, no, you're in the middle of Europe. You don't understand. We gave you permission to come live with us. Yeah, but because we're all Pakistani in this area, now we're gonna make this like Pakistan. But you know, you and know what? We don't want you to come in and tell us what to do. But I do envy Pakistan. that. I do envy that to some degree. You know why? You better because have I... a fucking army if you're gonna come to my no. house and sit in the middle of my living room and say, I'm gonna call this my house because I'm gonna beat the fuck out of you and drag you out of my fucking house. Yeah. If I told you to come and stay, it was because I was nice. Now, yeah, yeah. if you become part of the family, I can take you in as part of the family. Yeah. But if you're telling me you're gonna put up a fence around the little space I gave you to sleep in, and then you're gonna tell me to go fuck myself because now this is your country. You yeah, better have a fucking a... long army before I kick you the fuck out. <laughs> Makes sense. Well, what I was gonna say is, I, I, to some degree, I, I think I, I won't say I envy that, but I think that's a big problem with Mexicans is that we can't fucking unite. You know, we can't have like, hey, you know, like you know, like like uh, like you always hear of these like communities, right? And they're not bad like communities, like literally just communities of like, hey, this is a Jewish community. They buy Jewish products, kosher. They support Jewish businesses. You know, if you vas con la Yolanda, if I can buy tamales. Ay, Yolanda, que caro los haces. No, mejor voy a ir a la tienda. Like, every, you know what I mean? Like, every, you know. every race complains about the same shit. Do you know that? About if what? Only we don't, black we don't get along? You're not exactly. Every race. The Jewish people complain. Ah, why didn't he stay Jewish? See, this is what I'm talking why about. Why can't we, we dance? Support. Bro, every race talks about that. It's not about that. It's it's more than that. It's, it's mutual respect among everybody. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, you're not going to settle this border thing anytime soon. But we understand it's a necessity. There has to be some regulation. We know that. Yeah. Just because it has to be. We don't know what the answer is, but we're going to keep trying. That's it. Uh, in terms of mutual respect, no borders, no laws. I think there has to be a, uh, uh, um, there's always going to be that stigma. Oh, you're from there. I'm from here. The thing is that now you have Mexican-Americans that are in limbo going, what the fuck am I? Because I really don't want to see rooster fights. Yeah. 
You know I mean, I don't want to go to a ring and fucking uh, fucking see rooster fights, or I don't want to cut uh, What is it? Fucking milk. no, no, uh, goat's milk or fucking chiva milk or oh. cow's milk with tequila and chocolate. Ah, I'm gonna get chorro, bro. <laughs> oh, pinche pocho. No, motherfucker, that's not sanitary. You oh, understand? that's it, dude. I talked about my buddy from Durango. And uh-huh. he he goes and he would bring like fucking just like a water bottle of shit and he's like yeah drink this and I'm like what the fuck is that like no label like, he's like yeah I snuck uh-huh. it back or whatever you know what I mean and he would like just drink this and then like his 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 uncle was there and he's like yeah it could be called something like that le dicen allá en Durango le dicen lechuguilla and I was like oh as a familia lechuguilla son lo que es la agua de agave no es esto es diferente es una lechuguilla y de lo que agarran agarran la botella y la agarran la botella y cuelgan un pollo un pollo así crudo y le empinan la botella y por el otro lado están llenando la botella and I was like what so you just fucking pour the mezcal into a, a chicken, chicken and just threw it just to filter it and then you just put it in a bottle like what is the fucking necessity of that any salmonella I guess but for for me to get it or for the chicken not to have it I don't I don't know what <laughs> I have no idea bro I saw but... I told I was like why and he was kind of like ah pues no sé <laughs> what the fuck well, there you go. All bro. right, let's drink. I guess. So, no, I would say ah, I'm good, bro. Ya me la había tomado, güey, ya un pendejo. Pinche pocho, no sabe lo bueno. No, motherfucker. That's why we don't eat fucking raw chicken. A poco no comen pescuezos de pollo. It's looking crazy, bro. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw somebody eating the my my cousin was eating like chicken chicken soup. But it was the fucking claw in the like a little. You know, oh, yeah, I've seen yeah. That. I was like, oh, what the fuck? But you know, it's just, and they're like, there. Yeah, in Augusto. I'm like, oh, con la uñita. That's where yeah. it's at. So let me ask you this: going back to to you switching from being an engineer. Going into comedy, obviously it wasn't from one day to another. You kind of started, you know, you, I'm sure you didn't quit your job the next day. Like, no. I'm a fucking comedian, you know? No. <laughs> but what, what did that, what did that do for, for your mental state? Like once you, once you were like, like you were kind of moving along comedy and you're doing shows and oh shit, people are showing up. Oh shit, I'm, I'm not that bad. I'm, you know what I mean? Like how did that change the way you, like, like you're saying now, 20 years in, you're like, I see life differently. I carry myself differently. I, you know what I mean? Like, it, how was what? that then? And like, how did you feel that shift of like, now I'm a, like, what, what, what the people always say is like, when was that moment, right? When you were like, hi, I'm Richard Villa. I'm a comedian. You know, like, what did that feel like? I think it was when I got to the improv, bro. When I got to the Hollywood improv, three years into my comedy career, I get to the Hollywood improv. Yeah, And this is strictly just Jeff Garcia saying to them, hey, you want this place packed with a bunch of Mexicans? Call Richard. Yeah. He'll do it. And sure enough, bro, I walked in, and for the first three months, we were sold out. Yeah. Latinos had never... Were you doing Fridays at that point, or was it... Fridays, 10 o'clock. And Latinos had no idea there was a home there. It became like the... But they want to, right? They want to... They want it. No, 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 no. there's no Latinos is, going to Hollywood? Fuck yeah. There's for what? Latinos. For what? But I'm saying there's all kinds of them who want to fucking go. Listen, there's something you to don't go understand, to. bro. The year that I'm talking about 
it's 2004, 2003. Yeah, but I'm saying you built uh, somewhere for them to go to. They want to go to that area. They, they want to go to that area, but there was nothing for them. That's yeah, what I'm exactly. saying. Yeah. And, and YouTube wasn't the monster that it is today. No, YouTube so it's not was like, like 2001. I think YouTube yeah. came out or but but it wasn't a monster that it is now. Oh fuck no! Meaning, MySpace. Need, it, 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 the only comedians you knew were the ones that had a CD or a DVD out or did a Comedy Central when special. Dane Cook grew up on MySpace. That's how he, you know. Exactly. Do you understand? That was just in 2006 when when this happened with Dane Cook. Well, and I think so, comedy will always be also like like it, the actual comedy scene is, is is niche it's like it's a, it's a scene you have to be in like there's certain guys like like jeff garcia he's not mainstream but if you're in the scene and you go to, to comedy in san diego or you uh-huh. know in fucking la you know who jeff garcia is because he's doing all the clubs you know yeah 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 no of course but but that's what i'm saying he's doing all the clubs but normal people like regular smoke joe smoke didn't know that jeff garcia was at the club do you understand? Yeah, Jeff yeah, Garcia yeah, yeah, was yeah. still performing for white people. Yeah. Until I told Rasa, hey, I'm over there. Jeff's over there. Willie's over there. Go over there. From people in the hood, the people in the hood said, really? Yes, but you got to fucking dress up, bro. This is a nice place. All right, cool. <laughs> That's where they, they took their old lady, bro. And then they saw Latino faces on that stage, bro. And that's what made them fall in love. For 10 years, the refresh show was the number one show. Yeah. It carried a lot of weight, but it was because I gave Latinos a, a, a place to go to in Hollywood and connect like the white people do. You understand? They walk in and everybody on the walls was white, but they were there to see Mexican people. Yeah. It's weird. Like it was blacks or whites, but we didn't see Latinos in that wall. I think, oh no, you see Paul, <laughs> fucking Paul is probably one of the only ones and then George. Yeah. That's it. You know, out of how many American? Yeah, you know I mean, how many fucking? If you and if you go to the comedy store, there's so many more pictures there, and you still only see a couple fucking. Yeah. You know. Yep. I mean, but that's I mean that's good, and that I, I think that it definitely opened open doors for for other guys to to be able to 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 do it right and to be able mm-hmm. to have access to that audience and like and to back to like the saying like. To be a hey, you're a fucking you're a paisa. You're that's your culture. That's how you grew up. Like you know, you can Dude, talk about that, right? You that's, know that that's the thing is, there. I brought my own music to the Hollywood Improv because they didn't have what I wanted. Yeah. So I had my own playlist, Manny. Italino, yeah. Manny would put together the mega mix. We call it put together a mega mix. Mega mix. And we would put in our own music, and it was a Friday night. You would walk in, the accordion was going, the fucking trumpets. Everybody's like, God damn, bro. It sounds like an old Torito. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> everybody's yeah. here Latino. Everybody's enjoying the music. So and I even the people my- who weren't Latino, right? They went to yeah. embrace the fucking Latin comedy. and you know. Yeah, because it was in English. And they got a perspective of the Latino perspective. They got a Latino perspective that night. And I, I think they would, there was a lot of people who would hate on it, right? It's like, oh, well, why can't you just be a comedian? It's like, well, like the fucking... What, you know, black people got, they had Mo' Better Mondays. They had like, you Listen, know what I mean? Like, like it was just, if it was just a comedy show, my Latino people in Southgate and Norwalk, Downey, and then the LA suburbs would not feel comfortable going. You have a million of those regular shows. Why yeah. don't they ever go? Yeah. Why didn't they ever go before? Yeah. Why wasn't it saturated? 
with Latinos. We want to go left too, but none of them would go. Now they go because there's social media and they now go. But in my day, that didn't happen, bro. Yeah. I you had, to, you had to go to them. You had to go yes. to them. Yes. Yes. Let me, you let had me to do, let you me had do, do shit in the hood. You had to do shit in the hood. You did shows what was that? What was that and, room in La Habra? The the little the, but, uh, the Stardust. No. The, no, no, no. Uh, the other one with Sunset the Room. Sunset Room. Sunset Room. Oh yeah, it was a Sunset Room. That was the one that had the little like. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I'm oh, remember the fuck LA. Remember Diamond Gyms here? So that's like I have a lot of people that listen to San Diego. So everybody Diamond, Diamond Gyms. Gyms. I remember bro. I did Diamond Gyms, dude. Me it, too. And they didn't Why? Even turn, on the stage, they didn't even turn like the lights off. You're on stage and it's all like the fucking lasers in your face and shit. You're like, uh, nobody's listening to you. Every cholo thinks they're funnier than you. You're like, fuck, what am I doing here? <laughs> why were we at Diamond Gyms, bro? And we would do it after the show. Remember, we're like, hey, but why? I don't fucking know. What is it? it was with Cisco. Cisco used to go there a lot. Let's go, yeah. let's go. Because especially when you know when at that point, at least for me, it was like, hey, you can get another set in. You yeah, know? that's true. That's Get another set in. All right, fuck it. I was like, fuck, yeah. this is brutal. Yeah. This is fucking brutal. Diamond Gyms this time. That, that was my point. So, like, you don't want to do just every fucking thing. Oh, shit. Room did either. I turn off the camera? What, I turned off the camera? Hold on. No. Pinchy camera. No, saben el cabo, no te pueden ver. I saw, I saw, yeah. There yeah. we go. The People can't points. see that you're doing pull ups this whole time. Mm. Yeah, bro. Al cien. Al cien, bro. Oh yeah, what's, bro. Good. What's your favorite? What was your favorite? Your favorite um, part of like Mexico, like without any other politics or whatever, just like the going to like a certain area or what? Food. Did you, where did you like going? Food, Cancun, beautiful. Cancun, you like Cancun? I love Cancun. I was the just, opposite, bro. No, no, no. I love Cancun because you get to go to Cancun and you go to the actual. The uh, like natural resources they have, the little swimming pools, all that stuff. You cenotes, those cenotes, all that stuff. So, I did all of that. See, what I always tell a lot of people is, you you say that about Cancun, but none of that stuff is in Cancun. You have what to go. To, you have to go to Tulum. You gotta go to Playa del oh, Carmen. Tulum, you gotta go. Carmen, yeah. You gotta go to fucking Yucatan. You gotta go to another state to go and see Chichen Itza. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like I get it. Cancun's where you fly into, and that's the central yes. place. But okay, for me, so. for me, I didn't like Cancun. It felt like Vegas on the fucking water. It was like ah, fucking Hooters. Like literally, the the Hooters restaurants everywhere. There's like five of them. In, okay. In like in, a one in los, mile in, in los cenotes or where, or in the actual city of Cancun. No, in in the city of Cancun. That's like you know. Oh, I didn't even I didn't even go into the city of Cancun, bro. That's what I'm that's saying. Like, you were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like so, you so, went, so. You went the outside Sinopis, of it, yeah, yeah, outside yeah. Of it yeah, the yeah, natural yeah. resources that they had, all that stuff was beautiful. Yeah, well, I spent a week in fucking Tulum, dude. I was fucking chilling out there. There was a cenote like two blocks away from my mm-hmm. from my place. Literally, like just one that was like, "Hey, yeah, the security's out. Te ahí y atrás en los árboles. Ahí está uno abajo." Like nobody fucking knew about it. And just because I was talking to the guy, hooked me up. I, I, that's that's one of the things I learned from you, right? Talk to the fucking security. Talk to the cooks. Mexico City culturally is beautiful, bro. I went to I the haven't museum. been to Mexico City, yeah. Mexico City is gorgeous. 
because of its history, bro. It's you go, you gotta go to the museums, you gotta go to El Castillo, Puebla, all of those areas, bro. But but Roma, Condesa, este, all those areas, bro. Like you learn so much of Mexican culture. Um, and then Guadalajara is beautiful. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, what else? What other states? That's it, man. I mean, something that's meaningful that I would say I, I remember Mexico City and, and Cancun, bro. Si no dices Zacatecas, te van a partir la madre. Zacatecas is where I grew up, bro. It's different. <laughs> Those were my summers. Of course, it's beautiful. It feels Bye. different, right? No? Yeah, of course. Now, it feels different because my daughter gets to go to these very fancy trips for vacation. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. never got that. We got no, vamos con la tía. A dónde? En el carro. A Cuchipila, Zacatecas, a Conticlán, cabrón. Órale, al río. That's all we a had, bro. Tegucigalpa, vámonos. We didn't have cenotes. We had one river that Chiqui. collected all the shit from all the towns and we just swam in it. Chiquihuitán. Ándale. <laughs> el Remolino, Muyagua, Guadalajarita, güey, todo eso. Yeah, bro. And uh, may maybe maybe it's a good transition to talk about your your experience within, uh, and I know you kind of touched on it within the the Mexican comedy scene, right? Because obviously that that was uh, a good period of your life where you were really involved in, in the Mexican scene, right? And you had told me obviously your your story of of going into the mental health aspect of things and and how you know what I mean? Because oh. and I think and I think anything within within comedy, I think you you need to because everybody says comedy's therapy, right? But you have to find a way to keep going because comedy it's a hard thing to do, you know, mm -hmm. and it's a hard business. And that's one thing yeah. that I learned from you as well. And, and, and that I wanted to learn. And that's kind of one of the reasons also I stepped, stepped away is like, you know what? I want to learn, have a good foundation for business and to, to fucking make, make money. There was, all, you know, there's all these guys just focus on the art. Yeah. Fool. I got rent though. Like I got to make money somehow. Like, you know what I mean? Like I get it. Yeah. I'm trying to focus on it and, and do what I can, but I still got to pay the rent, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not out there chilling with my parents because I live in LA. I didn't live in LA at the time. You know, I was like, I was living on my own. Uh, I, you know what? Do you know who Byron Bowers is? Byron Bowers? No, I know yeah. Bill Bowers. Uh, no, Byron Bowers. Okay, this comedian, uh, Byron Bowers. Yes, very funny, bro. Very funny. But I've I knew a little bit of his story homeless for a while sleeping in people's couches struggling i saw today he signed another deal with hbo like this guy's killing it he was in cement cowboys he was in a bunch of movies and i remember when i married as a writer uh, or is no, no 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 or... as an actor as an actor okay. he's a stand-up comedian but as a stand-up comedian he's hilarious i remember him doing the refi shows all the time and it was weird because i see him now succeeding so much but it was because he sacrificed so much. You understand? He went through the trenches. So how hard do you want it and how much are you willing to give up? Because if you eat, breathe, shit this thing, you will make money. You will be successful. But you have to eat, breathe, shit this shit. Are you looking him up? Yeah. Do you remember him? Byron Bowers? I never I never talked to him, but I, I remember seeing him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bro. We, we, uh, Brian Simpson. Can, Brian can Simpson. See? There you go. Where's Brian Simpson now? I believe he's out in Texas. I saw him on Joe Rogan's thing. Yes, exactly. Look where he's at now. 
Yeah. Remember Brian Simpson was the the door he's guy the door, at the madhouse. Yeah, he's the, at the madhouse, and I used to give him spots. Yeah. Remember? Where is he now? He's about to release a special on Netflix. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this I saw him on the Joe Rogan. I mean, good for yeah, him. This, good for yeah, him. bro. Okay, what did he have to do? You guys started at the same time. What did he do different that you did different? Did he believe more in himself? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a different. It's not apples to apples either, you know. Why not? You're because a it's a different path. Man. Yeah, but what did he do? To get there, he continued to do. He continued to do comedy. I mean, that mm-hmm. that was his. You know, that was his choice to continue to do it. And that is it, bro. That was my point. You stop, but yeah. just because you decided I want to do this direction. Yeah, yeah. He decided I'm gonna stick to it. Eventually, as long as you don't quit, you will get there. That's my point. No, to you. no. You'll get there in a way or not another. You'll get there. No, because if we go back to the same point of the guys that are just like, I'm just going to wait around for my fucking turn to come around. It's like, no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. If you don't quit, if you keep working, no, but you got to work and grow and learn and fucking improve. Like, that's what I, that's, that's what I said. I'm just not going to quit. I'm just going to keep going. I'm like, no, (laughs) well, that's what not quitting is, motherfucker. You keep working. Well, no, I stop working. That's how I look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying oh, there's I'm guys that are still going that are just doing the same shit. Oh, no, as no, no, no. Yeah, you know, they quit. Yeah, a long I'm not gonna time quit. No, no, I'm no. not gonna quit. You know, no, no. They quit a long time ago. They quit. I get what you're saying. Yeah, time. yeah. You they, see what I mean? Meaning you, you just don't stop. Meaning you eat, breathe, shit this. You want to be a stand-up comedian? Breathe, eat, shit this. Yeah, I just did. I, I, I saw different paths as well. And no, you know I, and, I mean? and, and, and that was your you choice. Know? Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. Look at Brian Simpson. Yeah. And even, okay, now look at Brian Simpson, look at me. I chose a different path. Exactly. Now I have a show on Amazon Prime. You can see it. Sigue la risa. And people can look at you and be like, oh, Richard did this. We did that. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, I want to do it this way. I want to, you know, I want to be, you know. We all make choices. So at the end of the day, is it about success? Is it about money? And it's not. It's about experiences, bro. What did you live, bro? I know what it's like to have a TV show. Yeah. I know what it's like to have a special out. I know what it's like to have my movie at Redbox. I know what it's like to see myself on TV. Yeah. I know what it's like to do a show in front of 14,000 people. And fucking six people, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like exactly. you, you you know both of those extremes, right? You know, the, like, and but I'm willing to fucking do, keep going. And, you know, hey, yeah. I remember, doing- like. Doing the fucking improv with Russell, selling out all these shows, and obviously he sold them out. I didn't come to see me, but you know, working with them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah," you know, on the show. And then I'm there like a week later at the improv, and they're like, "Here's your drink ticket. <laughs> you want chicken strips? You only get three. <laughs> what? Like, you guys are treating me like royalty last week when I was a Russell. They're like, man, well, you gotta keep going. I fucking yeah. 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 Well, there you go. Do you understand? That's it. You just gotta keep going, but you don't stop. But I think, and and what I wanted to do, and obviously, the, like you know, I'm in a different path. Is what I what I saw lacking a lot was like, like I said, there was a, a certain kind of structure, or for you to just say, and that's why you see a lot of these guys get fucked by their manager. They're like, oh yeah, my fucking accountant stole all my shit. It's like, dude, learn a little bit of accounting at least, so that way you don't get like, you know, you at least can say, hey, uh, this is weird right here. At least give me the login, the QuickBooks, like shit, like you know, yeah, like. Yeah. 
Like that way, I, I at least can go in there and see the, the bottom line of that Excel sheet. You know, like some of or, these guys are just like, I don't know what happened. He fucked me over. And I go, yeah, that's the problem. You didn't know anything that was going on. Yep. You know. <laughs> yeah. I can tell there's a story brewing there. <laughs> I was saying you're the guy that bought the rope, <laughs> waiting for the cow. One day I got the rope. Now <laughs> when I get a cow, I'm gonna have a rope to tie it up. <laughs> I'm yeah. the guy that went. Fuck it, I got a cow. I'm gonna get a rope one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of Different a lot of baths, bro. a lot of Different people baths. a lot of people look look down on the on the like when you're like having to figure out a way, right? Like you said, like making money, selling tickets, and shit like that. You know, like it's like well, fuck. Listen, dude, like, listen. Let me tell you what happened in 2013. The refresh shows over. They gave me a call and said, "Richard, we're canceling your show at the Hollywood Improv. Really, no more yeah. Friday nights." But yeah, we're doing I remember we so started well. moving it, right? We started like, oh, we're doing Brea, you know, Irvine. All of that shit happened. But when all that shit started happening and it wasn't working, what did I do? After 10 years of doing refried, uh, I'm going to reinvent myself. I'm going to Mexico. Bye-bye. And look what happened. In the last five, six years, dude, it's, it's been great. Not only have I been able to buy a home, support my family, provide for them. I've been great, bro. It's, it, I've yeah. traveled the country. I've I've done massive amounts of shows with big people, the Microsoft Theater. Yeah, I mean, I, I toured, bro. I did so yeah. much with Spanish comedy, but I had yeah, to we, reinvent we myself. What, Adal Ramones, fucking Luis de Alba, uh, uh, Franco, everybody, bro. So me being able to tour with all these guys, me being able to perform with all these guys, me having this show on TV or in, on Amazon Prime, for me, all of this was like fuck. That was my next ten years. So what's my next going to look like? My choice, bro. I realize now after going through the success of American comedy, now through the Mexican comedy, now I'm going to go into whatever the fuck I want to do now. See, now I can say, okay, I saw both sides. I've traveled both countries. What do I want to do now? I get to do whatever the fuck I want, man. Yeah. I mean... It must have to where, where, where is that where is that gonna go and I, I think that I don't know, know now we I have to reinvent myself I gotta do it to go back to the drawing boards is what I want you be the next step whatever that is bro if it's gonna be fun and I'm gonna enjoy it fuck it I'll do it bro I'll be I'm, I'll be honest with you it's I'm 43 years old I'm not hurting for money and like I said the people that don't like me they don't have to I'm already okay and that's what happens in 20 years. Well, you bro. show love, like you said, you show love to the people who do fucking like you. Because I, oh, everybody, course. everybody, they used to come to our shows and everything. It was like fucking family. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah, oh, it, fuck, what's up? You know, like they were. We were just talking nervous. about it. Your friends, I would joke with them. I would give yeah. them nicknames. So those fans will still come. That's what I'm saying is if I stay here, I'm good. That doesn't mean I stop trying. That means I got to stop. I got to keep working. Me doing this podcast with you could have told you, fuck you, man. I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> but no, it's work. This is work. This is what you got to do. Yeah. You got to get interviewed. People got to know your story. You got to say it. Yeah. Other people have to say it. So that's it, bro. You just keep fucking pedaling. And one day, who knows, bro, I'll show my dick in three years and I'll become famous. I don't know, bro. It'll happen. Do it now. Fuck it. Let's do this. Fuck it. <laughs> enough viewers, bro, for shit. <laughs> and I mean, if you get 
100,000 subscribers, I'll show my dick on your show, bro. Oh, you're going to make me lose subscribers. They're going to be like, don't follow this fool. You don't want to know what's coming. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> no, see? Hey, they're going to start sharing it, bro. They're going to start sharing it now. <laughs> the sharing. And then share the podcast, you know, go, yeah. you go yeah, on there. Get the 100,000. Get the 100,000. When they have those, like, you like this picture from my grandpa who's fucking you think he, your grandpa doesn't give a shit you're trying to get the likes you know <laughs> it's it's man it's so i don't know things is things, i, I feel like I, we're we're at least for me you're a little you're older than me but like i'm still like that other generation where i'm not as like you know active on like trying to trying to get like pictures like yesterday it was just where my buddy and i were eating at a restaurant and this guy's like hey can you one of you guys take a picture of me standing in front of this thing i'm like what why like, just take a picture of it if you want to remember it's it. It's for that gram. Yeah, I know. It's for that gram. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> second is, oh, fuck, what was I going to tell you? You were talking about mm. pictures. Ya se me fue el No, ya se te fue. Ya se me fue el pinche güey. Ya valió madre. You know what I used to hate? Why did I hate? But every time I would show up, you fucking say, ah, ya le cayó caca al agua. Why did you hate it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? It doesn't sound ya good, bro. Cayó caca al agua. <laughs> I mean, it's ruined, bro. Everything's ruined. Everything, water's, water is essential for everybody, every living thing, and shit just fell on it. <laughs> oh. I, always tell, I always tell people, ¿Tú qué sabes del amor si nunca has dado un burro en la boca? Eso, güey, eso. Esos dichos chingados. I love the God fucking damn, bro. bro. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. I have a question for you. So a comedian, I'm not going to say his name, lost his child. His son died in a car accident. And other comedians are posting up, hey, guys, this is my friend. His son died. Please send prayers. Another comedian got on the air on, on Instagram and says, hey, stop posting his shit. If you want to know how he's doing, send him a message, and when he's ready, he'll reply and say thank you or whatever, but let him know that you're with him. But don't post his shit out like that. What do you think? Should people post it out and send good vibes and prayers to his family, or should people keep it private and let that comedian just mourn and send him a message or not even bother him at all? He lost a son, bro. I think I think it, it depends on your... Relationship, relationship with, with that person um you know if it's something that if it's something that's already in the public view and, and, and it's out there i don't i don't see anything wrong with somebody saying hey you know what my condolences you know i'm sorry that, that this happened to you but the, there are people that are like that put it out there and then like there's some maybe there's like a, a fundraiser or something they don't really do anything about that but they just want to put it out there to say oh my god or some guy you did a show with once you know what I mean? And you're like, oh, like this guy, oh my God, he's so amazing. It's like, bro, like, yeah, so if you're gonna say, give your condolences and do that, but like, if that's, if that's, that's a personal thing, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I personally, for me, like, when I was doing comedy, my dad died, you know? And so it's like, there are certain people that were like, hey man, that, you know, sorry about your loss. But then there wasn't anybody that was like, hey, this comic, this and that, because they didn't know me, you know what I mean? It was like, that's mm. more of a personal thing instead of like trying to put it out there like, like you do know somebody or you're trying to, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I think if you, like you said, if you really give a shit, you're going to reach out to them directly. You know well, first, I mean? first of all, I wouldn't have tagged the guy if I knew the kid, if I knew his son. Yeah. 
I think it gives me permission to tell my fans and the people that I love that I lost a, a friend, that I lost a loved one. Yeah. I should not use his dad's name. This is me just saying, ladies and gentlemen, today a good friend of mine died. His name was so-and-so. Nothing to do with if, his dad. Yeah, if, you if are honoring you, that kid, yeah. don't tag his dad. Don't tag. Don't, you don't have to show him. You did yeah. it personally. You po post whatever you want to let out. I think that's that's important. Yeah. And it, who died? The dad didn't die. Why are you tagging the dad? Yeah. Why are you posting the dad's face? Because you don't even have the son's picture. Because yeah. you weren't even that close to that family. Do you understand? Yeah. I think if you were, like what you said, close enough to know that I had a relationship with that kid. Yeah, and it feels, and, and if it's genuine. And, and genuine, and you want to post this picture up, and you want to you wanna mourn, and you want your fans and your friends to know and mourn with you, I think it's respect, respectful. But if I don't have a picture with you, and we weren't good friends, I'm not posting shit. Yeah. I know this comic. I feel bad for him. But right now, I don't need to bother him. I think he, he needs to deal with whatever he's dealing with. And but and, I don't, and, and I don't, if I see him, I, I, give is, him I don't think it's I don't think it's it's bothering either, right? Because like I mean, like I said, when my dad passed away, there were certain people that reached out in support, you know, through social media. So I think it's also a good tool. And then there's also the people that are just like, oh my god, like look what's happening and blah and like yeah. And then you just you just I for me I just brushed it off like yeah I thank you or whatever you know but. There's certain people that like that's a medium, right? A community of communications that you could say, "Hey, man, like uh, support you." I didn't. Okay, and at, at what moment do I? Because I I don't know when I'm gonna see him again. In three months, do I bring it up again and go, "Hey, bro, I'm sorry about your kid." Because for me, it's if I see him tomorrow or if I see him this weekend, I'll tell him, "Hey, man, I heard about your kid. Sorry about that." Because I have a relationship like that where I'm not going to get in more into it, just telling him that I respect what happened, whatever. Yeah. But, but that, that's what I'm saying. That's just your choice. When do they, you, could, they could want somebody, they could want more that they could, you know, or maybe that the way that they function or they don't want to hear anything. So it's just more of where you're coming from, what you think that what you would like to receive, because there's some people that maybe they do want you to be like two years from now, like, Hey man, you know, it's like, and they're like, yeah, I know. Thank you. Know, I yeah. Think, they might take it personal and say, Hey, you never said anything. Yeah. Yeah. As it was two years, bro. I saw you two years afterwards. Like I didn't bring it up cause I didn't want to get I too sad. I remember, I remember we were at the Hollywood improv when you, when, you know, you had to, Oh no, we were on our way to the Hollywood improv and you had told me like, Hey man, like I'm having, I'm having a kid. Like my, my wife's pregnant. I remember when we were in the thick of it, we we're doing all these shows, and I was just like, damn, like, like a, you know, this just having a kid, like, this is going to change things, you know, I was just like, oh, man, all right, and then we got to the improv, at this point, you're like in your 30s, <laughs> so, like, and then you told people, and they were like, Richard, congrats, and then later on, I was like, oh, yeah, I should have congratulated you, right, because I was so young, that to me was like, damn, bro, what are you going to do? <laughs> damn, like, this is devastating. <laughs> I felt I'm like, bad, no, I'm in my like, 30s, bro. I was like, I probably should have told him. I was 37. <laughs> of course. At 37, you congratulate a guy. <laughs> you know, at 21, you like, fucking damn, feel bad you just, for him. You just going to throw but, away your fucking scholarship what? to USC? You're just gonna, I'm 37, you, motherfucker. You gonna, I'm not going to. You're starting running back, bro. Yeah, what are you going to yeah, do? No. I'm Al Bundy at this point. I'm a shoe salesman, bro. Oh. I'm, I'm supposed <laughs> to have a kid. <laughs> oh. Bundy. I'm Bundy, baby. Oh, wow.
that was, I mean, it was one of those moments that I was like, okay, I'm definitely the young guy here. I was like, I was like, oh, whoops. Yeah, having a baby is devastating like, for you at that point. I see it as, bro. Está bien, you know, now, now you have a, a child. That's a, you know, a, a seven, it's a six-year-old, a six-year-old. Six-year-old, yeah, so this was six years ago, shit. And, and so I, I guess that one of the, one of the central questions that I ask, that we ask everybody is when was a time that you felt like a weirdo? Like, uh, like you felt out of place, you felt like, and you were trying to be yourself, but then it was just like, fuck, like I, I feel weird here or, or some, you know, you, you said something, you know, and people just made you feel like, oh, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Uh, the comedy store. Comedy, the comedy store for some reason has always been a place where I always felt out of place. I never felt at home, and I don't know, is it because, I don't know, man, it was just weird, and I always try to go, it's like that, the comedy store is that girl that you like, but doesn't like you back, Yeah. and you still go back and check on her every once in a while, just see, you still don't like me, all right, fuck it, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? <laughs> that, that's the comedy sure? store for me. And I've been trying to go there, and I'm thinking maybe now people have changed, maybe it's different. Um... But I would like to have that place. The comedy should go hang out. But it, it was always that those places have always made me feel weird for some reason. The store. And everybody loves the store. But for me, it's yeah. always been I felt out of place. Like I'm not supposed to be there. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. Like you. It, but it's like it's like you're like you don't do comedy. Right. Yeah. You're just like, wait, isn't this a place for fucking comedians? Yeah. And it feels weird, and now it's even it's worse. Like, no, I, you're I, not, you're not this type of comedian, or you're not like, you know, like I'm not to their standards. I'm like, no, I am, bro, but they don't look at it that way. So, for example, even now recently with COVID, I showed up again, again to see if she liked me, and right away the door guys <laughs> were like, "Hey, oh, I hey. thought you were gonna talk about Mitzi." I was like, no, 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 no. The door guys at the comedy store were like, "No, no, 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 bro." I'm like, bro, I've been doing this for 20 years. Like, I have a, a show. Like, I'm. You got to pay. They didn't make no, you I, didn't, pay. I didn't say it. No, I didn't say anything. I was like, he says, if you don't have a ticket. Oh, I'm a comic. He says, no, you can't hang out. You got to go. Was All it because right. of COVID, though? Because of COVID. Oh, okay. But damn, bro. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm pretty sure if it was Rogan, Segura, anybody else, but, oh, dude, come on in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the pro that's the only problem of not being famous. That was a but I mean I guess that's a that's the opposite. But I remember that being a good feeling, right? Going into these clubs or going into these places where you're like, hey, I'm a comic. They're like, all right, yeah. cool. That's cool. what you gotta say. Go ahead. You know And every club respects that. Every club yeah. respects that and says, All right, you're a comic. Because they know you're not gonna fucking lie. Because most guys are like, no, fuck that fool's out of get the fuck out of here. You walk the comedians in. will be like, hey, no. I don't know like, this motherfucker. We we're in we're in the fucking right to be here. Like can't just you know and the only reason you came to hang out is because you're meeting another comic to hang out motherfucker or you're gonna or you're on, or the, other, or you're on the show or there or when you get there other comics acknowledge you and go hey what's up bro what's up yeah yeah oh yeah that's a comic see yeah at least somebody has to acknowledge you yeah i remember seinfeld was talking to i think chris rock on his show and this is basically the same thing uh -huh. right here this is you know two fucking comedy geniuses and he course. said they saw him like at a 
at a event or something and he like went to him he's like oh fuck a comedian like you know because you're like somebody who's like gonna be like hey what's up with you see that weird ass lady at the door like you know or whatever like somebody's gonna talk shit somebody who's gonna like notice the things that you're not i'm not crazy right like you, yeah, you're this seeing is bananas it, right this yeah, is like stupid right i'm All not right. tripping right and they're like yeah dude what the fuck you know yeah, like yeah. it feels good to like get to that person like ah oh, yeah somebody well, who gets have it you ever it. have you ever ran into another comedian at the airport no bro i've ran into a bunch of comedians at the airports because we're always traveling so yeah your flight leaves at 10. My flight leaves at 9.45 from Southwest. You're going to Florida. I'm going to Chicago. But we're both doing gigs, bro. So yeah. I see you at the airport. You see me at the airport. We're going through the fucking check line. And, oh, what's up? What's up, man? All right, dude, you become brothers. Yeah. Because you know you're stuck for an hour. So what's up, bro? How you been? And you don't want to talk to anybody but this motherfucker. And yeah. you're saying, where are you going? Oh, Okay. Hey, send me that number, dude. I want to do a weekend there. All right, cool, man. Hey, tell him I want to do a weekend there. All right, bro. I'll yeah. let him know. And then all of a sudden, you got another gig. You're fucking... If you see him at the store, if you see him at the at the streets, if you see him somewhere else, he won't fucking talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're, stuck, if we're stuck at the airport, that motherfucker becomes your best friend, bro. <laughs> yeah, because you're like... Well, and you're also kind of like... It, you're, they know you, it's you're only there it. for a limited time. Well, huh? you, they also get it, like, like yeah. you're on the fuck, like nobody, and also like especially when you're like, you know, you're not that famous, but you're like, you know, you're kind of like, oh yeah, like I know you're cool, I know you're a good comic, and then yeah. oh, oh shit, I like kind of kind of get recognized, kind of you know what I mean? That yeah, respect, yeah, yeah. that respect. Hey, what's up, bro? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, we 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 did the show together fucking three years ago or something. Oh, yeah, 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 you know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. With, or you yeah. work with this guy, you know? I remember like yeah. with Joe Rogan, it was always like, yeah, I know you you work with fucking Joey. Joey used to always do our show, remember? Yeah, fucking Joey's an animal, bro. I love yeah. fucking Joey. Like you know what I mean? He was one of those guys that was. He's always been straight up guy. That that dude never changed to me. That, you know. Yeah, but he sucked his guns and he found his market and his people fucking just levitated to him. None of us knew his madness till now. Yeah, I mean, I back then we did. We we're putting him on Thursdays. We did. On fucking we did. But none of that like, meaning. Why weren't more people fucking seeing it? Like it was the frustration that we all had. Yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah. this guy's a fucking genius, but more people didn't see it. Now they see it, you know, yeah. maybe because Rogan gave him a, a, a bullhorn and a fucking platform to fucking yeah. say, hey, this is Joey, guys. You don't get it, but us as comics, we get it. Yeah. We get it. And that's what's great. I mean, I think there's a lot of comics that like want to just put their blinders on and go. It's like, well, it doesn't fucking hurt you, bro, to like, you know, say hello, help somebody out. Yeah, yeah, yeah to keep fucking yeah. like make a community of it, and then obviously everybody has their fucking you know. Eh, I don't fuck with him no more. Eh. You know. And now you help too. Who do you help with? Now, I mean, yeah. you have to all work together, you idiots. And that's the problem. People go, oh, I don't work with him. I don't work. You don't work at all, Dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I think that you know sometimes it's like. Um, shit happens right like we're not back to like kind of what you're saying with like cancel culture like people are being defined by a fucking there's people being canceled for some shit they said when they were 15. man good thing the internet wasn't around when i was fucking 15. i was saying put on my mind i was like it just you yeah. know what i mean like the shit i even some of the shit i say now but it's just like Matt, you're a fucking Matt kid da- you're a Matt kid. damon Matt damon confessed in an interview saying 
my daughter heard me say the F word when they re re refers to a, a gay person. Yeah. And she told me, Daddy, you shouldn't use it. And she wrote down the reasons why it's hurtful to use that word. And from that point on, I stopped using that word. Matt was using it as an example of we can all grow. Everybody, cancer culture, turned it around and said, Matt Damon, 46 years old, finally stops using the F word. Yeah. That's how they portrayed it, bro. Yeah. Finally, how, how, how crazy is this? Didn't he know this was wrong? How could he? That means last year he was still using it. That's how they're looking at it, bro. And Matt Damon shared a personal story about him and his daughter and how he's so proud of his daughter for knowing that. And then people get all like outraged, like, oh, I shared a, a, I shared a meal with Richard Villa once. I can't believe he did that. I was like, well, you, that, all that shit still happened. Like, you, he's still your friend. Yeah. He's still like, you know, yeah. oh, like, I can't but, believe. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's so crazy how this fucking cancel culture is working, bro. Matt Damon shares a, a really hardful story, and I'm pretty sure he made it up, or his publicist made it up, <laughs> and it fucking blew up in <laughs> yeah, their that's face. Yeah, that's, 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 that's what, that's what one of those stories, like, yeah. like uh, Really, bro? That, that's really corny, and then it blew up in your face. That's, what, <laughs> that's like that, that quote, the John Lennon quote, where it was like, uh, um, it, it said, oh, the teacher gave me an assignment. It said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I brought it back and said, I want to be happy. And she said, you, I don't think you understood the assignment. I told her, you don't understand life. Like, yeah, you're fucking six years old. And you're like, you know what, teacher? Like, you yeah. don't understand enlightenment. Like, you got to, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. come on. Like, you're fuck fucking, <laughs> fucking, you need vocals all like, come yeah, on. Yeah. You're, my nephews have never said anything that insightful. They're just yeah. like, Theo, Theo. <laughs> Yeah. How come some dogs don't have tails? Like, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> and then I look all smart as fuck. Well, you know, some dogs, they, <laughs> they, they chop them all. <laughs> yeah, like, you're looking, they're not, they're like, oh, Theo, did you know that fucking, you know, that yeah. Nikola Tesla was a real person? Yes. Uh. So that, that is, that is cancer culture to its max, bro. Are you kidding me right now? They're crucifying him for that. And and it's just a fucking PR story that we I don't like. I personally just don't like that Matt Damon's the white savior in all these movies. He has to go save China. He saved all listen, the Mexicans in Elysium. He listen, 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 listen. Somebody has to do it. And my, Matt Damon is cool. Now, <laughs> and now cool. he doesn't use the F word. You know what I mean? Oh. Now he doesn't use the F word. But it took it took him all these years. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, somebody could do it. It could be John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo, my man, right there. That's our. Bro, be quiet, bro. Everybody's on that cancer culture. Everybody's gonna get it, bro. Eventually, everybody's oh, gonna get it. Don't. Me estás poniendo pinche mal de ojo, güey. You ain't nobody till somebody <laughs> hates you. I'm gonna get the huevo on my face. Hey, you <laughs> ain't nobody till somebody hates you, bro. Hey, then I'm fucking somebody. I got a lot of people that hate me. At least you're talking, bro. At least you're talking. I made it, you know. Yeah, you know that that's crazy, right? When you like, like say, like especially like uh, people, like I'm talking about people that you knew, like people say you went to high school with or something, and you know they know everything about you, and they're like, dude, I, you know, and then and like I haven't seen you in 20 years or whatever, you know, and you're like, fuck, this guy knows everything about me, you know, and like, and they're yeah. just like, oh, the I'm like, what? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I've had guys I've that like, I heard you were talking shit about me. I haven't seen you in 10 years. You think I'm thinking about you? Like, what the yeah. hell? Like, yeah, yeah. 
I've had people say, oh, you're all conceited now. No, you've you know, always been conceited. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, bro, we <laughs> haven't talked since high school. Like, we were friends in high school. Yeah, we were friends in high school, but you're all conceited now. I'm like, we haven't talked since high school. <laughs> if I was cool in high school, I'm probably cool now. But we got to talk. <laughs> you're not, you never come over to the garage and do 40s with them. Bro, you never hang out. Bro, I'm touring. God damn, I'm sorry. I don't see I you on Wednesday child. mornings. Where the fuck are you on Wednesday mornings? <laughs> I have a fucking child. Responsibility. Well, I'm a grown up, dude. I have a mortgage. <laughs> we can't hang out at the Circle K anymore. Yeah, old bro. Yeah, that was high school, dick. <laughs> you said we were all going to have Honda Civics. Maybe buy one. <laughs> you made me buy one and put an exhaust on there. And you never got yours. <laughs> oh shit, that's true, bro. I, I got a bug. Got a fucking <laughs> fucked it all up. <laughs> Ford Explorer. <laughs> Actually, I got a '68 Pontiac Firebird. I fucked it all up, bro. Hey, you still have that fucking uh, the little trailer in the back? No, it's gone, bro. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, where Billy lived. <laughs> Billy, fucking, fucking Billy Post. Billy Post. Oh my god, I don't know where the fuck he's at, but yeah, bro. So I let's let's you know let's touch at least a little bit on the I know you mentioned and I was talking to you that you know I obviously I go to therapy and I work on myself mm -hmm. and you mentioned that yeah you you've taken you know yeah 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 um, no I I take medication let me tell you something I was just thinking about that today on the on the way home I was thinking about how medication has changed my life meaning. I grew up in a very fucked up childhood. Like I had a really fucked up childhood and I knew who my dad was and his temper and the way he acted. And so I knew there was something about me. I mean, at least I knew that I had the common sense to say, I don't think beating my wife and beating my child's going to be the best way to be the best father. So I have to find another way because my mentor or the person that showed me how to be a father not a good example. Wait, so, let's clarify. Let's clarify that you did not beat your wife. <laughs> no, no, no. Because no, the I way you that. said it, you're like, I don't think beating my wife. You know what? I need to stop doing that. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You're saying the example that was set forth for you. Yes, you through my father was like, hey, beat your wife, beat your kids. That's how you raise a family. I'm like, no, that's not how you raise a family. So uh, I needed to go to therapy, man. I needed to get this shit out and... Uh, and there's, there is medication that helps. I mean, I know people talk shit about it, but I'm more destructive off of it than on it. Does that make sense? My life is a lot better now than it was then. Yeah. Because now I let go of things. Now I don't dwell on shit. Now my anxiety is a little under control. Now I make rational decisions. Now I self-reflect and go, whoa, Am I doing the right thing? Am I being the a-hole here? Should I say I'm sorry? Should I do it? I would never have think that, thought that way before. And I know it's the medication that I take that now makes me think this way. Say, slow down. Hold on. Something's wrong here. Don't do this. Yeah. Where before it was just abrupt. I would be angry. You just want to fucking bulldoze. Yeah. Sometimes I would lose my shit. Since I took the medication, I don't lose my shit. It is what it is. You know, it does have side effects. That's all this shit that you have to deal with. Um, 
But at the end of the day, what kind of life do you want to lead? Honestly, if you are suffering with mental health and you're going, man, my anxiety is killing me. I'm, I, my anger issues are fucking incredible. I'm fucking screaming all the time. I Sometimes I can't even breathe with my panic attacks. Go get a fucking pill, bro, and chill the fuck out. Because life is short. Yeah. Very short. And you, all of us know it, man. We've all lost, lost loved ones. But especially now where people that are 23 are being gone. They're, they're gone because of COVID. People yeah. that are that are young, they're, they're, they should be here in their 30s, but they're gone because of COVID. Well, I think one thing that I always, you always hear a lot in in, you know, in the comic comedy scene is, you know, that we're all fucked up, you know? Yes. Like, and we, and we embrace it within ourselves. What we always like, oh, it's, yeah, comedians are fucked up. But we embrace each other, right? Because you know that, like, oh, fuck, this what is going, this, he's going through some shit. He's putting it out on stage. And you know what I mean? Like, he's... Everyone, everyone's got their own shit, but I think that what I learned beyond that was like, I, as much as comedy was a therapy and hey, I'm able to put it out there, I needed somebody to help me put this shit to get do these thoughts together, uh-huh. right? Instead of just me getting up there and bitching. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, why is this happening? He's like, oh, I did it with this girl and she fucking did this to me and blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh shit, this shit happened four times. Like, is it the girl? No, it happened four times. It's fucking me. Like, what am I doing that this should happen or whatever it may be? So figuring out and going to somebody that can help you put that shit together, you know, what's going on and why mm-hmm. the fuck you're doing that? Because maybe, like you said, hey, your dad was a dick or you're fucking, you're, you know, you went through this or that, like, you know, and you didn't, you weren't able to fucking express yourself. And now when you express yourself, you feel like, fuck, am I being weak? Am I, why, I feel so anxious. I feel like, you know, because in my house, if I said, you know, if I cried or whatever, no, no, chillas, you know, I'm going to give you a fucking reason to cry or, you know. Bro, like, we grew up worrying about the rent. Do you understand? Yeah. We grew up worrying about bills. We grew up about the light bill. We grew yeah. up worrying about. As kids. As kids, bro. Yeah. Our anxiety was to the fucking roof, bro. Do you understand? As kids, mom and dad spoke openly about the shit that was going on in the family yeah shit that you, as kids you shouldn't hear i remember but now you're putting that on me yeah like grandpa touched the neighbor fuck like i don't need this grandpa like, goes come here no go ahead you know i remember like because my dad was sick when i was a kid you know and i remember like i think the first christmas after he had he had been in the hospital for a few months and like my mom was like Oh, like, she was like, I'm pretty sure, I forget, I don't know, I remember how old I was, but she was like, I'm pretty sure your cousin's already told you, but Santa's not real, and I don't know if we're going to get presents this year. And I was just kind of like, uh, yeah, they told me, like, they hadn't told me shit, they, they had made fun of everything else, but they had never told me that Santa wasn't real. And my mom was the one like, ah, yeah, I appreciate you already know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what if you did it? That's hilarious. Bro. Not, but if you did it, I'm pretty sure you know already. No. Just so you know, you know, we don't have money this okay. year, and you know, and I still remember the present I got that year. Like I remember we got fucking my my uncle bought us um, like these remote control cars, and I fucking love that car because it was the one that I I didn't think I was gonna get dick that year, and I got yeah, a yeah. sick ass car. Oh shit! You know, like. Didn't you love it even more? Yeah, I took care of it all sick. I was like, oh, I got to take care of it. I gotta, you know what I mean? Yeah, see? But your kids would never go through that. No, and, and it's hard to teach kids, that perspective, right? 
You can't teach that. It's a, it, that's what I keep telling you. Life is a, a, a series of experiences that we live that mold who we are, man. That's why I love life now. Now life is something that I really want to take. Well, uh, you would rather they didn't, of. right? You would rather they didn't go through that shit than to somehow. No, no, of know? course not. They'll, they'll live other beautiful experiences, but we lived it. We lived through shit like that. So we got to know, okay, there's some fucked up part about this. I got to fix it. And the whole point is that it gets progressively better, right? Like, yeah. I, I I, remember, like, you know, your parents are like, ah, tu no sabes, yo ten, no tenías. Yeah. And you go back to the fucking rancho, and you're like, fuck. Like, they, they, they had, you know what I mean? Like, and then, like, even, like, my mom told me, like, when she was a kid, they, when it would rain, she would have to sleep, like, with a trash bag or a poncho, right? Because, like, the fucking techo, was, the roof would leak. You know, uh -huh. so her and oh, my uncle, they, you know, they worked and they try to fix the roof and replace it, you know? Uh-huh. And I'm sitting here. You're sitting where you're at. If it yeah. starts raining right now, we're not going to be like, oh, oh fuck. Like, oh, you shit. Know go I mean? get the bags. Go get the bags. Yeah, like, but it, it, you could, and you're going to go to bed. It's raining outside. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck, there's going to be traffic in the morning. Like, it's hard for you to get that perspective. But then you really think, like, damn. Like, that's one thing I don't go, I didn't, I don't have to go through. But you really, when you really think about it, you're like, I can't believe my mom had to worry about just sleeping and, and not waking up, you know, waking up dry, like fucking because it's leaking, you know? So for her to have her own apartment with a roof on top of her head, she goes, Ooh. I've made it. Yeah. This is fucking crazy. I'm no longer fucking having to go get a trash bag. You're going like, man, we got to get out of this shithole. <laughs> The AC doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, mom? I gotta walk up the stairs. <laughs> what the fuck, mom? <laughs> oh, and I, I think about that too. You know, being a little dumbass kid too. I mean, you're a kid. You're a but kid. But you think, okay? Did you, did did your mom suffer through mental health? Yeah. But then again, I've I've gone I've gone to therapy and and realized that sometimes, you know, when you did when you didn't think your your dad loved you enough or wasn't giving you you know your or your mom didn't do this or that, it was because they were going through a depression. They didn't have literally the capabilities to give you what you needed. You know what I mean? They gave you the best that they could with what they had, but they did it they they weren't equipped in that moment it wasn't about you right it wasn't like oh fuck my mom doesn't love me or my dad is fucking you know no. he's always mad at me like because i fucked up because as a kid you're looking at your, your yeah you know your guider to say you tell me you're the adult what did i do how did i fuck up you know and then but they were going through some shit and you're like man my mom was always sad i was trying to cheer her up and i couldn't because i mean so that means i i'm fucked up so then i'm gonna go cheer more people up and become a comedian <laughs> you know what I mean? See, if mommy but, didn't give me that, yeah. You know, but whatever. It's, it's that whole thing of like, you know what? It wasn't about me. She was, she didn't have, you know, she was going through some stuff. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it's yeah. like the the four agreements. Like, don't take anything personal. Yeah. You know? But you're a kid and you're developing. And that's why now you And you take everything personal. Listen, I, I, I watch my mouth around my daughter. Today, she was talking about her nails. She wanted to get her nails painted at the nail shop with her mom. Yeah. And she showed me a color and I was like, mm, I don't know if I like it. And she right away switched it. And my wife looked at me and says, you don't understand your opinion to her. is oh, huge. It's paramount. Yeah. It's fucking. If you make a, a face to something, she's going to take it really personal. 
and she'll never pick that color ever again in her life. So yeah. I'm telling you right now, don't yeah. make those so encourage whatever fucking color she likes. Let her have it. But yeah. don't, I was like, I was trying to be honest. Like, no, no, no. And and you have a girl too. I and you know I have nephews like boys, and I remember like they're playing the game, and they were like, oh, I don't want to be the girl, and I was like, why not? And they were like, well, the girl's not this and that. And I was like, oh, do you think the girl's not scary? You think she's not strong? And he's like, yeah, I want to be the guy. And I was like, well, aren't you scared of mama? Aren't you scared of her whooping your ass? Like, you know what I mean? He's like, well, yeah. I was like, well, there you go. Like, you, you, there's women in your life that you, you're scared of that are- They you will know, fuck you that, up in that, a second. That you, that you respect or that you love too. And and that's that's a woman, you Yeah, know? But especially, yeah, especially a girl too is is to tell her she doesn't look pretty. For example, mm-hmm. when we talk about mental health, I have a niece and her dad told her, you know, uh, you know, look, look at you. Like, come on. Sometimes they tell you shit like that as a joke and then it just like, okay, you there know, you like, go. There you, you go. Know? Ooh, ya estás bien gordita. Oh. Así no vas a agarrar novio. <laughs> no. You're like, what the fuck, dude? Like. You say something like that to your teenage fucking daughter, you're like, fuck, you're gonna devastate her. Yeah. Especially being the dad. So it's tough, bro. (laughs) They gotta be careful. I gotta be careful. I gotta make sure I don't say the wrong things. There's there's been uh studies, even they not even kid not just girls, but boys in general, what we tell them as kids really impacts them. For example, there's been people that have said at six years old, I was singing a song and my mom was just having a bad day. And she says, shut up. You're a horrible singer. Shut up. I don't never want to hear you sing again. Please. This is horrible. But she was just mad. She stopped singing. Yeah. At 37, 38, she was at a karaoke contest. She won. All of a sudden, she's getting all this attention. Now she started singing, got her own band, and now she's living the life she always wanted. But she had to wait till 37, 38, where she was able to get over the fact that her mom said she was a horrible singer. She said, I've never been happier in my life. But I wish I would have done it at a younger age. Who's this, Adele? Huh? Adele? Well, somebody like Adele was another <laughs> another singer. But but Adele, like an older woman now. But living her life, you know, she's at a, at a Vegas lounge. Yeah, yeah, singing. yeah. You know I mean, but that's what she always wanted to do. But she didn't do it because her mom at six told her she was a horrible singer. And she really took it to heart. Yeah. I mean, I, that kind of feels like, like as I was telling you, everything felt right for me to do this, like the podcast. And it's like, when I was doing comedy, it was also like, I need to try to get famous. I need to try to, you know what I mean? I need to, like, now I'm like, I'm just going to do it because I want to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. And I got, like you said, I got money. I got, you know, I, I my rent's paid. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. Now have fun. Yeah, like, and I'm going to do, I'm going to, they were like, don't get Richard, don't get Richard. I said, wait, and I'm like, no, I'm getting Richard. I'm getting Bro. Richard because my podcast, que, que te valga madre. Bro, you my know? wife was telling me, don't do ad shit, don't do ad <laughs> shit, dude. You're going to ruin your career. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> yes, bro, there is yes, no career dude. to ruin. We're yes, good. Dude. You're good. <laughs> You're good. I mean, I, and, hey, you know what? Like I said, after, they always, they always say, like, after, when you see somebody, you know, like, after all these years, like, you know, I saw you fucking last week and hey, fuck, what's up, Rich? you know, like, we don't, yeah. like, we just get along. Like, it's not like, oh, yeah. What am know? I going to tell you, bro? What am I going to, what can I, if 
fucking tell you anything about me like how you been man yeah <laughs> you lived your life good you're still healthy fuck you're I, still alive i still have a, I, I mean i still have some of your stickers that's the only all thing right, hey right. where's those stickers hey, hey. The, or you be like hey did you hand out those tickets i gave you yeah bro <laughs> some tickets where's those tickets i gave I, you i would think you and manny would be hanging out in san diego bro no manny is i was it was the, i think the age gap was too you know what i mean like it wasn't Oh, Manny's uh, another, Manny was falling asleep at the end of the show. Oh, that is true, right? <laughs> uh, and I was still yeah. like, hey, let's go downtown. Let's go, you know. Yeah, like, let's go party. Yeah, that let's is go, true. Let's go I do think. something, you know. And now Ilago Sagarro. Yeah, yeah, se casó y todo, ya. Ya valió madre. Who was the cop? Who was going to be the cop? Was it your brother? It was the cop, right? Well, I don't know if you talk about that right now. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, my brother's in law enforcement. Law enforcement, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> I and I, my, that. my buddy that uh, we haven't talked in a long time. I'm like, no, oh, yeah, no. And then my buddy that that they uh, had a, I would have a bunch of because I used to live with a buddy who was a border patrol, so it was mm-hmm. a bunch of border patrols who would go to the shows too, and they were they would obviously love your border patrol jokes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got more, bro. I got more. You got more border patrol jokes. I got more. I'm back from Mexico. Yep, more border Have patrol jokes. Have you? Um, well, I mean. I mean, if you have anything else that you have to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to take more of your time. I'll do five hours. I know, vale madre. But you no, know, bro, we, we'll touch you this. Know? We'll touch this again. I mean, I think that what you're doing is good. I think. Listen, nobody teaches to be sensitive. Nobody teaches to is know that it's okay to hurt. Sometimes it hurts, bro. And sometimes you got to talk to people. And the more people, the more grown men, I consider myself a grown man now. Yeah. And saying, that's why I ask you, what happened to your childhood? You know, what happened to my childhood? I can tell you, my dad was not a good guy. But it made sense what you said. They were dealing with their own, their own fucking depression. How can they give you something they don't even have? Yeah. Which is compassion, which is understanding, which is patience. None yeah. of that was there for them. Exactly. And they're like, so, like you said, they're worrying about fucking having to pay the bills and this and that. And you're like, I want to watch cartoons. Shut the fuck up. Like, you know, like they're got- you're just you just became another fucking problem. Yeah. And then you feel like you have to solve it. But you don't because you're a kid. Yes. Yes, you're not you know supposed I mean? to. You're supposed to have fun. You're supposed to be healthy. So I think now with with time, us, this generation, and now with the fact that we have access to this information, where before you had to have the boss to tell your friend, hey, can I tell you something? I feel a little sad. Nobody would do that in the 80s and the 90s and the 70s. You understand? Yeah. But I think with YouTube, with us having access to the information, we're you do feel sad, you can Google and say, do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way? We can find that information without having to be inconvenienced and having to tell somebody our personal shit. But now that's that information it. it's has... just that it's not an inconvenience, right? Well, like, you know, it's, it's, it's tough, bro. You Somebody feel like an macho, inconvenience. Yeah, you feel you, like that. You, but hey, what I'm, I'm letting you know is... Uh, you know, I'm careful. Like, you know, like, ah, yeah. it's all good. It's all good. Like, you know how many people have, like... They act like, hard. Hey, I'm tripping or something, and they're like, "Oh, but, but it's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine." Like they're like, "Oh, I can't sleep or something," and then I'm like, oh, "Okay, cool. Like, what's going on? You know what? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, but they obviously don't wanna, something's they don't, up. Okay, but they would love to know answers. You understand? So with YouTube now, they'll go and search. Well, they're going they to listen to a podcast. They're going to listen to this fucking podcast. Hey, these two guys aren't afraid to fucking say, "Hey, you know yeah. what?" 
what like what people would always tell me, hey bro, when you do comedy, you don't get scared, you don't get nervous. I'm like every fucking time, bro. Yes. Like that's why you do it because I'm scared as fuck and I just my legs just start moving. <laughs> and I go on stage and I'm like, hey, and I'm go like, oh my it. fucking god, what's gonna happen? I don't know. Let's go. Like, you yeah. know. Yeah. It, it, I was like, the day that it's not scary, that's when it's like, eh, you know. Yeah. That's when you don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. But that's it, bro. I'm glad you're doing this podcast. I want to congratulate you on it. And uh, that's it, man. Let's do this again. Let's yeah, find real yeah, fucking do- problems when I have real fucking problems and we'll discuss it. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we if you want to get like somebody else on too, any of your, any of your people that you feel, you know. or Ernesto you know, Ladesma, bro. I want to bring him on board with okay. you. He is the one that talks about all our mental health. I want to plug the American Illegals podcast. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell people where they can I, find you. Everything. American Illegals podcast, guys. You can find us uh, on all our social media platforms. You can find me at Richard Comedy. But American Legal podcast is great because we have a segment on mental health. And he discusses medications, how it re- he reacts to it. He also discusses the things that he talks to his therapist about. And then we have Joe Baby's does, you know, current events. And I talk about mexican-american heroes that have made a difference here or people that snuck into this country have made a difference in the united states that better our society so uh and then we also have guests once in a while and interview yeah. them and we talk shit about that so but yeah check it out dude and i'll have ernesto come on board bro so you can talk to him yeah yeah we'll get it we'll get it going so american illegals so people american, illegals. Get american illegals and i would this will be all in the yeah. In, the, in the bio and the information yeah. to about to and you can you can find us on every social media platform every podcast platform as spotify itunes yeah and you're you're just richard comedy it's not richard uh, at comedy? richard comedy nope at richard comedy richard that's comedy it. yeah that's it all, all right man well I, again thank thank you for coming on Thanks thank you very much bro we're freaking we did hopefully if you made it all the way through you know <laughs> you, yeah you heard it yeah exactly <laughs> So th- thanks again, man, and and you know we'll we'll stay in touch. And thank you everybody for listening. You got it, brother.